Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I am a patio layer, Freddie Young. I'm Vanessa Mitchell, but he has actually been laying a patio today, so there's actually, for once, a bit of truth in that. Da-da-da-da, I've laid my own patio. Very proud of myself. As you know, Freddie likes to be someone different every time we do a podcast, but one day a girl started talking to me and she said, oh, do you do the podcast? And I said, yeah. She said, yeah, you do it with that Freddie who um, is a dog groomer. Do you remember I told you? Yeah. And I said, no, 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 that's what he just, that's just what he said. She said, no, no, he is, he said he was. I'm like, yeah, but he's not actually really. Do not believe a word I say. Yeah, don't believe it. Don't. Lies, Although, lies. I am now a professional patio layer, not a well, professional. I won't say. A, a patio layer, not a professional one. If you saw it, you'd uh, ask yourself a few questions. But that's what I've done today. Backbreaking work, heart bleeds for all you manual labourers out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Really. That sounded really sarcastic. It genuinely does. So yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add? Because it, it, not too long ago we did an update. Well, so no, but um, when we did our last podcast a few days ago, when you said, "Is there anything else you want to talk about?" The minute we'd packed up, I thought about five things, and but I should have written them down, but um, I can't remember right now. Oh. So I don't, yeah. So oh, that's great. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> really, really happy you shared that with us. Um, today's episode is um, a really, really good one, actually. So uh, we mentioned The Conjuring not too, well, I say not too long ago, not a few episodes ago, which was a long time ago because we've not yeah. done many, any for so long. Uh, but we are doing the original Conjuring, so Conjuring 1. Um, and we mentioned it in our scariest ever movies. Yeah. Because it is a blinding I mean, I movie. remember watching it on the way, on a plane on the way to Las Vegas. And I'm not easy, although it was years ago, the movie, but I'm not easily scared. And I screamed out loud on the plane about four times. And I had to, <laughs> and I had, <laughs> I had to keep on turning it off. I go for a walk up and down the aisle to compose myself. <laughs> and, and, and I kind of watch it now and think, how did I perform so much? But the first time I watched it's it, really scary. I found it really scary. But I still think it, it is an old film now, but it still holds up. It's still a good film. So if you haven't watched it, give it a watch. But um, this episode is the original story. So this is what it's based on. Yeah. So obviously... Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. Obviously, with uh, with Hollywood, there's uh, a little bit of a flair, a little bit of twist, a bit of bit of sparkle, bit of poetic license to it. Uh, obviously, the country is based on a true story, and that is what we're going to give you today. We're going to start off with a little bit of history. I think also, but out of all the country oh, movies, this is the nearest one that's as close to life to the original story. The others, I think, went. Well, we, 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 I mean, that oh, none one that we went to yeah. watch at the cinema, that was crazy. But I think this one sticks to it's a good as, old as fashioned genuine as, ghost story. I think yeah. the ending gets a bit, yeah, the ending bit, gets a bit crazy, but if you can look a bit past silly. that, yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going to start off with a little bit of history, um, so you can understand where we're at and what we're doing. So, the land on which the Conjuring House is on precedes its colonial records by thousands of years and was occupied by the uh, Nipnuk, I hope I've said that right, Nipnuk tribe. Mm. Um, this was prior to a Roger Williams purchasing the land and it was part of a colony on Rhode Island and the Providence plantations. 
The house as it stands now was completed in 1736, and that was 40 years before the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So for us English people, it's not that old, really. For the Americans, yeah. it's really, really mm. old. Uh, so, but, you know, a lot of history there. The, the homers survived countless storms, the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and all the dramas in between. So, the main spirit that haunts the house is uh, believed to be a woman called Bathsheba Thayer. Mm. Uh, she was born in Rhode Island in 1812, um, and she went on to marry uh, a fellow Rhode Islander, Judson Sherman, who was a year older than her at the time. Uh, they was married the 10th of March 1844 in Connecticut and they was married by a man called Vernon Stiles I'm going to say mm -hmm. not Stiles a, and he was the local justice of the peace yeah that's a nice title isn't it yeah uh, Bathsheba filled the role of housewife while her husband Judson worked on the land as a farmer and um, they was a fair they was fairly well off and the pair obviously did what humans do and they procreated and they had a little boy or as you like to say coitus coitus uh, and they had a little boy called herbert sherman herbert herbert the sherbert lord have mercy little herbert <laughs> Sherbert. um so Bathsheba was quite or herb they call in america from herb don't they herb 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 uh Bathsheba was quite old actually i think in them kind of times to have a child so she was 37 oh at the that time. would have been so, like, yeah. so she would have been they're normally dead by 45 aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well this happened in 1849 oh well maybe not then um, it is possible that they had three other children as well all of whom did not survive past the age of seven but there's no real census records that can be found to confirm the other children yeah um the family also took on a um, border in the home and they helped on the farm and things like that. So mm. it's it's quite a big home. Um, mm. And as it stands, there's four people in it. So that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of space. There's a lot of going on. Uh, there's no real evidence to suggest that Bathsheba Sherman was a witch, but legend and local folklore uh, suggests that she was. Right. So every, you know, in the local area, everyone's like, no, 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 she definitely was a witch. But there's no, like, she weren't arrested for it. She yeah, weren't, you know, there yeah. weren't like a newspaper article saying we see her yeah. dancing around a fire naked. None of that business. Um, suspic um, suspicion grew that Bathsheba was a witch when an infant mysteriously died in her care. When the baby was examined, it was determined that the, the wound that caused the death was um, caused by a large sewing needle that had been impaled at the base of the chi child's skull. But I've heard stories like this before. There was a very famous scientist, or saying what it was, and when he went, there was an ad out, they found a huge needle in his skull, embedded in his brain, and they reckon his mum must have laid him down because, of course, they sewed all the time, and it yeah. just because the bra because the skulls are so soft on their babies, it goes straight through. So that could be a gen genuine accident because that's happened before. We know well, of that. Of course, it is. Um, Obviously, the townspeople believed that Bathsheba sacrificed the infant as an offering to the devil. Yeah, but due to insufficient evidence, a court found that she was innocent of any wrongdoing, which surprises me because normally it's all fire and brimstone, isn't it? It and depends on the year and if they were really trying to get witches at the time. Because if it was within the Salem trial, she, there's no way she'd have got. But this is we're kind of mid-Victorian 
era, so it's like yeah, 1850s. Yeah, so it wasn't so prevalent then, yeah. Um, but obviously, despite her name being cleared legally, the public was not ultimately convinced. Do you know what I mean? She was tarnished from Yeah, from that, that was point. it, yeah. Uh, also, according to the legend of Bathsheba Sherman, her son would never celebrate his first birthday as his mother stabbed him to death a week after he was born. Her husband is said to have caught her in the act and witnessed her vowing her allegiance to the devil before climbing the tree she would hang from in 1849. That makes no sense to me. I wrote this a long time ago. So, obviously, she had... It, she was accused of stabbing to death her one-year-old then. Yeah. Yeah, after he was born. Yeah. yeah it looks that a way. Week, a week after he was born, husband said to have caught her in the act and witnessed her vowing a leak. Yeah. Well, he's obviously lying. He just wanted rid of her. Goodness. But this is this is where it gets a bit complicated, I think. I think that's the legend and here's the fact. US government census records uh, state that Bathsheba did have a son called Herbert L. Sherman, and he lived a long life as a farmer and had a family of his own. Right, well, he wasn't stabbed to death before he was one. So this is where legends... Legend, and, yeah, uh, gets a bit... So potentially, I think, maybe the you know the other infant that passed away, you know, as time goes on, they people, get mixed into one, it, yeah. and it's gone from the one she was looking after to she, she stabbed Stab, her yeah. own son. Naked while professing allegiance to the devil, yeah. Um, Interrupting this story with a nice little interesting fact for you. Yeah, go. So, Bathsheba is a biblical figure with well, the name Bathsheba. Yeah. So, um, David married the widowed Bathsheba, but their first child died as a punish punishment from God for David's adultery and murder of Uriah. David repented his sins, and Bathsheba later gave birth to Solomon. Well, why didn't God pu punish the bloody man, not the woman? By by taking away her child. Well, yeah, there is Punish the man, Punish not the, the man. woman who gave birth to the child, who, who grew the child and adored the child. Punish the man. Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was quite interesting. Obviously, Bloody women always get the wrong end of the stick. David and Solomon are quite big characters in the Bible, aren't mm. they? You yeah, they are. Yeah. Than I do. Yeah. Um, but like I say, Bathsheba's story remains largely unsourced, and and. Um, is a lot of just myth, legend, storytelling. Yeah, no one, folklore no, no one, no one is sure, really. Chinese whispers. Um, records do confirm that Judson Sherman died in 1881, and um, Bathsheba's tombstone reveals the date of her death is May 25th, 1885, and that her suicide in 1849 appears utterly fabricated. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's why it didn't make sense to me. It's because I put it in as that's what the legend yeah, is, legend, right? Yeah. And I didn't put that, I didn't write that in. Um, today, we have um, the Perrin family. And so we're, we're jumping forward. So Andrea Perrin um, is unconvinced that it was Sherman. Oh, so let me just give you a bit of backstory now. So the Perrin family are the family that are depicted in the Conjuring film. Yeah. Um, they do not live in the home anymore. But obviously they've gone on and they've told their own story. Yeah. Uh, so Andrea is one of the children from the movie. Right. 
I can't remember which one she is, but I do tell you as we go on. Mm. So just stay tuned. Right. But she's, like I say, so in her kind of depictions of what happened to her in the farmhouse since they left, she wasn't convinced that it was Sherman who terrorised her and her family as a child. Um, but well, it was built on Red Indian land. It was probably the same old thing. Curse land. It could have Red been. Indian spirits probably wasn't nothing to do with the rest of them. Uh, but she believed it to be um, a spirit from the neighbouring Arnold estate. And there was a kind of a matriarchal figure who hang hanged herself in the barn in 1797. Mm. So that's probably a bit more logical. It was probably a mixture of lots of things. Mm -hmm. We know how these things collect energy and grow and gather and spin out of control. It was probably quite a few things now everyone's favorite paranormal investigators ed and lorraine warren uh, jumped in on the case yeah now according to them Bathsheba sherman promised to haunt anyone who would go on to occupy the land where her home once sat uh, the couple was contacted by the perrin family who had moved into the property in 1971 um, after household items had began to vanish and their children were supposedly visited nightly by a malevolent female spirit. Mm. Um, like I said before, there's been a few deaths in the house. Yeah. Uh, so Bathsheba is not the only kind of figure associated with it. We've also got the matriarch from the neighbouring estate who hung herself in, in the barn. Yeah. Um, but we have something called the Black Book of... Oh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Of... Burrillville, 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 Burrillville. Anyway, but that is the town's former public records book, and that reveals that over the course of his existence, the property has been host to two suicides by hanging, one suicide by poison, the rape and murder of an eleven-year-old um, Prudence Arnold, uh, which um, was murdered by a farmhand. Bloody hell! Now. In the book, so the the records book, it's it's listed as you know the rape and murder of, but she lived in the the property, but the murder is thought to have happened elsewhere, so yeah, not at yeah. the property. So she resided there, but her spirit, obviously, if she hadn't passed over, would have gone home. Um, there was also two drownings and the passing of four men who froze to death. In addition to all of this, so yeah, see that's a lot. So you've got a, a you've got, yeah, you, got a lot of drama there. going on there, yeah. So, not to mention the Red Indian, probably cursed lands, and all that stuff as yeah. well. That you're talking about a lot. There's of a, yeah, there's there. a lot of sacred land. You've got a lot of deaths. You've got a lot of suicide. You've got a lot of feelings there, haven't you? A lot of mm. emotions. A lot of things going on. So we now go into the the story of. The Perrin family, who, like I said, is the family from the country. Uh, so it is made up of Roger and Carolyn. That's mum and dad. Mm. And they have five children. Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy and April. Five girls. Five girls. God. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So it all starts when Roger, the dad, was really, really happy to have finally closed on a mod modestly priced 14-room farmhouse in 1970. The family moved into the property the following January. The previous owner had advised the family to leave the lights on at night. Oh, oh. you know that's a problem when someone says that. His wife, Carolyn, and their five daughters had transitioned into the new house pretty well. Um, 
and I think the the beginning of their move was really uneventful. They was allowed mm. to settle at least. That was until there was odd noise that started emanating from all the different empty rooms from around the house. Lots of items were going missing. Um, there were strange rattling bangs on the front door and the interior doors would also bang as well, um, quite regularly. Um, that is the start of their haunting. Then things start to ramp up and it's kind of first noticed by mum, Carolyn, and she found a neatly piled... Um, a pile of dirt, neatly piled pile of dirt uh, in the middle of the room that she had just finished cleaning. There was nobody else home and Carolyn would notice that the broom went missing or it seemed to move from place to place on its own. She'd also hear the sound of someone scraping um, against the kettle in the kitchen when no one was in there. Mm. So she's got a little someone helping her out. If she's just cleaned it and they've managed to yeah. do a little pile of dirt, she's not doing a good enough job, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had a cleaning ghost. Um, also, then things started to ramp up for the children and they began to speak of spirits visiting them in the night. Uh, one was a boy named Oliver Richardson who befriended Andrea's sister, April. So, this is a um, quote from Andrea. Because I think she's done a book. So... My father just wanted them to go away and to pretend that none of it was real and just a figment of everyone's imaginations. Yeah. But it started happening to him too. And yeah. he just really couldn't deny it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's, I, that's not uncommon, is it? No, my you know, dad was the same. You're all mad. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Explaining it away. They don't want the dramas of they all the kids screaming. It. They're probably go scared to bed, of it because they up. can't yeah. fight it. They don't know how to deal with it. So deny, deny. Uh, the family also started to experience really horrendous smells and they kind of said that it stank of rotting flesh. Now, yeah. that you know, that's a bit of a... Yeah, You'd notice that. Clue. They said their beds would shake at 5.15 every morning and when Roger would go into the basement, he'd often feel a cold, stinking presence behind him. <laughs> now... A cold, stinking presence. Direct quote, direct <laughs> quote, a cold, stinking presence. Now, all in all, all of this activity that the family are experiencing, it's starting to kind of amp up. So obviously, this hasn't this doesn't all happen in one night. This is over the course of months, and it and it's, yeah. it's building and building. Um, we then move on to further kind of activity in the house. So objects were inexplicably launched across the room and smashed into walls. Doors slammed, glass shattered. One night, Carolyn, the mum, was sitting in the living room and she felt a piercing pain in her leg. And when she looked down, she saw blood trickling from a small open wound that had been caused by a large needle. Ooh. Oh, So then that feeds into the yeah, legend yeah. and things like that. Um, chairs were also reported to be pulled away suddenly uh, when guests were trying to sit down. Sit down. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, paintings and picture frames as well, you know, classically would come crashing yeah, off the yeah. walls and, and things like that. But we go back to Andrea now, uh, one of the daughters, and she was being tormented nightly by a malevolent female spirit with a bent neck, and she believed that she'd been hanged. Um, yeah. yeah. Andrea believed it wanted to possess her mother to kill her and her siblings. The spirit would pull the girl's hair and limbs during the night. The parent family heard cries throughout the night including one voice that told of seven dead soldiers buried within the walls 
So do you know what I mean? Mm. They see they're at a point now where they've got something screaming around the house. They've been attacked with needles. They've so been pulled much, at. Yeah. There's there's apparitions. Everything. So this is quite a quite terrifying, really. So it was hinted in Andrea Perrin's book. Yeah, I thought she'd written a book um, that she'd written about their experiences, and that is called House of Darkness, House of Light. It's quite a good name, I think. Actually, yeah. it's quite cool. Yeah. Um, that one of the evilest evilest spirits had often molested the five young girls during the night she avoided um thorough questioning about this spirit in the home by merely saying it was a bad male ghost mm. but I think she hints at it quite heavily yeah in, in the book that she'd written now um knowledge and experience of that i often what is that a incubus potentially incubus, if yeah. it's if it's interfering sexually yeah gotta um, be in it Maybe. Um, or any negative, well, or, or, or other negative, evil, um, bloody entities. But, um, yeah, no, that's classic of... Yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, there's a lot going on, Jesus. So the mum had obviously had enough at this point and, and decided to contact a local historian. And this historian told her of uh, Bathsheba Sherman and that uh, she was a wicked woman and she enjoyed starving and beating the farm hands um and she they started to go through the records so the records show that the sh read the records showed that the sherman farm <laughs> there's a lot of s's in that <laughs> had been in the same family for eight centuries and that many who had lived there died oddly including drowning hanging and murder like i told you before mm. so convinced that Bathsheba sherman was haunting them the parents contacted the the Warrens, and they obviously then agreed to come and do an assessment. The Warrens made multiple trips to investigate, and eventually the couple conducted a séance in 1974. So they've been they've been in the property now for you know three and three and a half years, say maybe a little bit more. Mm. Uh, during this séance, it is believed that Carolyn um, got possessed and nearly died. Yeah. So. This is coming from the daughter's perspective. She said that her mother's body contorted into a ball. Um, but there's other reports as well that claim that she was thrown 20 feet from the spot that she was. Yeah. Her mother's scream um, led Andrea to believe that she died. Uh, she claimed that her mother was possessed for several minutes and that she was slammed against the floor with her head. Her mother was temporarily unconscious before returning to her former self. The mother then began to speak a language not of this world, in a voice not of her own. Her chair levitated and was thrown across the room. Yeah. Um, after seeing this, um, the dad kicked the Warrens out and said, no more, you're never coming back. You're making it worse, I'm not having this anymore. The Warrens did, however, come back one more time to ensure that um, Carolyn had survived the seance and that there was no kind of untoward yeah. goings on afterwards um the poor family were forced to live in the house until 1980 due to financial issues yeah you listen which happens you know what i mean when you Everyone, when you buy a house yeah. all your money's tied up you can't just up yeah. and go because you you, you've you had enough yeah. um doesn't work like that unfortunately uh when they left they said that the spirits stopped contacting them and the family were finally at peace so it's, what happened to the house after? Do we know? Did somebody else I'll go, buy it? I'll go on to oh, okay. tell you. I'll right. go on to tell you that. Uh, but it's um, quite the ordeal. So they, you know, they've done a nine-year stint in there. Wow, that's a lot with that type of activity. And it's extreme activity, isn't that's it? Extreme. And it's, you know, 
Andrea saying that she, you know she was visited nightly. Do you know what I mean? That's the effect that you know. I know how ratty I am when I don't get my full eight hours sleep. Mm. Can you imagine them sitting there waiting for this woman with her neck hanging off, uh, and you've got a mad one trying to diddle you under the bed? No, yeah, it's, not, it's a no from me. No, it's a no from me. Um, so now that you've heard what the family went to, mm. went through, should I say? How do you feel that that reflects in the movie? Well, I haven't seen the movie. Well, I saw it about 12 years ago, so I can't really remember. I watched honest. it not too long ago. Now... I just remember the movie being good. I don't remember those details. I remember the girls. I remember this girl on top of the wardrobe, wardrobe which yeah. absolutely, it's probably one of the points where I screamed. Um, I can't remember... I would say the activity in the film is relatively tame compared to... Well, that's what I was thinking. When you're reading... Actually, you, that's the point. I thought, halfway through, I thought, yeah, no, that, they didn't show all of that in the movie. Which goes on to say, you know, true life is crazier than whatever, yeah. whatever fiction they can make up. Yeah. You know I mean? maybe, maybe it was too graphic and too extreme to have in a movie, you know, at that because time. Because it was the first of the Conjuring, yeah. you know, series, I suppose. So maybe they thought, let's not... So not to say, like, make a light-hearted one, but, you know, it, let's let's not uh, let's not rock the boat too much. Yeah, let's, let's, make, not, let's make it scary, but let's not, but not upset yeah, everybody. Yeah. You know, I don't want people passing out in the cinemas and stuff. Yeah. be interesting to see, you know, in years to come, if they ever do a remake of the Conjuring universe, if they'll come back and maybe include more yeah. of the... But there was no... In the, in the film as well, they don't talk about this Bathsheba or anything like that. They don't talk about any of the kind of legend. I've got the people hanging from the tree, haven't you, outside. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. So there's, there's elements of, but not too much, I don't think. No. Yeah, I think they should have just stuck to the original story. Yeah. It would have been much scarier. So many times we review these horror and scary and ghost movies we say god if they'd have just stuck to this or just, it, it would have been so much better yeah don't we often we say that when yeah. we talk about these movies so uh, what is it what is it you like to say true life is stranger than fiction yeah well it is yeah yeah cool um however this is not to say that every spirit in the home was nasty mm. and horrible and hell-bent and slamming and crashing and dropping people on their heads some of them were thought to be completely harmless. Yeah. So they often presented as smelling of like the family would smell flowers in the home. Yeah. Um, like walking past like perfumes and stuff. Um, the girls often reported that they felt someone kissing them goodnight yeah. that wasn't there. There was other ones that would play with toy cars and play with the kids. Um, another ghost that the five girls said that they loved was uh, believed to be the spirit of Johnny Arnold who had hanged himself in the attic of the house during the 1700s the girls called him Manny and he would watch over them with a comforting smile and in a reassuring manner yeah so it's I don't you do get that a lot where some spirits protect the living when they know there's there's, there's bad ones doing bad. damage and you, and you often find that you had mm. similar didn't you in yeah in the cage yeah and stuff so we move on now to well reasonable present day yeah more modern. So, the man who subsequently bought the home after the parent family uh, fled the home, leaving behind everything and refusing to return to really? the house. Yep. Other owners are said to have experienced paranormal activity, but nothing to the level that 
uh, the Perrin family did. And this included banging doors, voices, strange lights, etc, etc. Uh, then we move on now. So we've got Corey and Jennifer Heinzen. They bought the farmhouse, formerly known as the Old Arnold Estate, in June of 2019 and have already documented several instances of paranormal activity. Luckily, the couple is well equipped to handle such happenings as they are paranormal investigators. Yeah. So Corey told the media that they have experienced in doors opening, footsteps, knocks. They've had flashing lights in rooms without any lights in and they've seen a large black figure in the home. Um, they had big plans for the conjuring house and they wanted to repair uh, repair repair and preserve it uh, and they want to try and shoot a documentary and stuff in it and then open up the home to paranormal tours that's what they wanted to do yeah however in may of 2022 uh, a lady called jack jacqueline nunez i know nunez I, nunez nunez no it's got that funny thing above the end mm. purchased the property for 1.5 million dollars Wow. And picked up where uh, where the previous owners had left off and started to grow the business. You can hire the former Conjuring home um, for yourself. Really? Yeah, so I've got the rates for you here. Are you ready? Wow, yeah. So, Sunday through to Thursday, it's $960 a night for up to six people. Wow. Friday mm. and Saturday, it's £1,280 a night for up to eight people. And it's an, an additional $160 per person for any additional guests. Yeah, well, they're making some... Making some serious yeah. dough. Uh, maximum number of guests is 12 people. The duration of your stay is 13 hours. And the itinerary is as follows. You check in at 7pm. You get a guided tour of the house at quarter past seven. At 7.45, you are on your own for the evening. And then um, 8 o'clock in the morning is your kind of check-out time. time really? to Time to chip, chip off. Um, I'd be interested to know if anyone's gone and stayed and had yeah. a night there. It's, um, I don't know if I'd like to stay there the evening. Probably not. Sounds no. a bit extreme for me. No, I don't think I would. A bit dark. I think, especially my last horrible experience when I stayed in Haunted Room. Oh, God, of course. Did we? Did I we... don't think we've... We didn't cover that. No, because it was a few months ago when we were having our podcast break. I reckon. Yeah, we need to talk about that. When we finish this one, we'll the do Bell Inn in Thetford. We'll do a little, little five minute mm. teaser. Yeah. Uh, but yes, guys, that is the true story behind the Conjuring. Apologies for my uh, my speech today. I feel, I'm, all over, <laughs> I'm all over the place. I'm going to put it down to the patio laying. Also, I did this research maybe six months ago and I can't really remember what I put in it. I did kind of give it a quick proofread to make sure it made sense. But... I mean, I think overall, definitely go and watch the movie. It's a thumbs up for oh, me to watch it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. 10 out of 10. And uh, if you're fortunate enough to live nearby and you've got $1,200 spare, <laughs> spend the night. Why not? Be part of history. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. Hope you have enjoyed this week's episode on the Conjuring House, the original Conjuring. And we will be back soon. Ciao Bye. for now.